Hunters, welcome back to another Flushem and Dustin podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Hunt Ready. If you're looking for a new vest for your upland season, go check out Hunt Ready at huntready.com. Uh, we have Nick and Tyler here tonight, and we are joined on the podcast by Josh. Uh, his handle on Instagram is Upland Obsession, uh, so be sure to go check him out. Super excited to have Josh on. He's based out of Idaho. Uh, we were chatting on the podcast or chatting before the podcast and he was telling us about his uh, elk hunt that he recently went on and so we'll definitely talk about that tonight and then obviously we'll talk about uh, upland bird hunting and everything in between so Josh if you could give yourself a introduction that would be great yeah for sure so yeah jo uh, name's Josh Sutherland I grew up in southern Utah Cedar City uh, I met some friends down there that got me into bird dogs about 20 years ago um, 20, yeah, 22 years ago, got my first dog as a short hair. Uh, his name was Ruger. Uh, I fell out of the truck, broke his leg and they had to amputate it. So I had a three-legged short hair for my first dog. And, uh, geez, how old and, was he when that happened? Uh, six months old. Ooh, so all he, all he knew his whole life was three-legged. How, I mean, how many years oh, did he hunt for? 10. I mean, I'd hunt, nice. I'd hunt chuckers with him. And I mean, he was, you know, is, is your, he was a perfect first dog. I mean, I did like very little training would uh, point retrieve back with almost just, but I mean, he was like a hundred yard dog and then, you know, but he was perfect to just introduce me to, you know, to just to everything. I mean, honestly, the crazy thing, you know, when I talk about, cause my wife, you know, like all significant others, they get frustrated with my desire to be chasing birds and hunting yep. and doing that stuff. And, but I mean, literally bird dogs, and, and I don't know how many people can say this, but like bird dogs have literally like changed my life. I mean, my business started because of people I've met through bird dogs. Um, I've sold hundreds of thousands of dollars in services through my marketing company to people that I've met through bird dogs. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, everything that I do and all my financial success, my relationships, my closest friends all come back to bird dogs. And so it's literally changed my life. And the reason it changed my life is out West, you know, I used to be, I mean, I still am a very avid big game hunter, but tags are so hard, become so hard to get. So sometimes you'd wait two or three years to be even able to hunt deer. And so it's like, and then when you go hunting, it's a big deal. I mean, we were talking about elk hunting. I mean, I takes me a couple of days to get all my stuff ready, pack my camp in, take a week off, ride my dirt. I mean, it's a lot of work. Whereas I can throw my dog, Mike, in the back of my truck, run up the hill behind the house, cut him loose for an hour and a half, move a couple of sharp tails, a covey of huns and be home for dinner. Right. And so yep. it's like, so it's a, it's, it's a really awesome, like hobby and a lifestyle because it allows you to enjoy like everything that upland bird hunting encompasses, but then also it's not so demanding and time consuming as big game hunting. And so but then from there, I, you know, I started out just hunting um, and then I met some, some really awesome guys here in, in Eastern Idaho and in Utah that got me into field trialing. And so, and then I kind of went from like, you know, closer working dogs to now I run just like fire breathing dragon pointers, just giant running dogs. And, and that's all I do. And I, and I love the, I mean, and what do you field, have now for a dog? Uh, so I have, I have one five-year-old pointer and then I have two puppies. I have uh, a pointer and a short hair. I've kind of had some bad luck. I had some dogs die and I had some, uh, you know, some up and coming dogs that just didn't work out. And so, you know, I kind of had like two once in a lifetime dogs at the same time. And then they both died. And then I was kind of in this limbo and now I have a tremendous dog now. And then I got a daughter out of him and then I got another short hair out of some of my stuff. And so, but I mean, we're, we're excited. I mean, this year is going to be a really fun year. We got good bird numbers. And so we plan on getting out a ton and, and running dogs, but, and then, and I really, I moved to Idaho for hunting. Uh, I lived in, in central Utah, Salt Lake area, and there was so many people. And one day we just said, I just told my wife that maybe we should move. So we just hopped in the truck and drove up to Idaho and just drove to a couple of cities and looked around. And then we looked for a couple houses and then we decided on Idaho falls and so we literally just listed our house and sold it and threw all our crap in a U-Haul and drove to Idaho Falls all by ourselves. Wow. Pulled into the neighborhood and just moved into our house and everybody 
you know, asked who our family was and why, and, but we literally, I moved up here for hunting. And then when I got up here, I met my business partner and I started my marketing company and that was like six, seven years ago. And so it's just been gangbuster ever since. So my wife would never go for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can get mine to either. Hey, let's, uh, let's just move so I can have better hunting. Uh, yeah. I had to kind of phase it a little different that way. How what's crazy is, I mean, housing up here when we moved was just like dirt cheap. And then now they've went up like, I mean, my house has gone up two or three times what I paid for it six years it's ago. It's just crazy. Jesus. It's crazy. So, but yeah, that's my story. And then, so now we're just living life and it's been awesome. And I mean, it's been one of the best years we've ever had as a family and just, uh, we just couldn't be happier. So, nice. so tell us a little bit about, I'll go, we're going to get off the subject of birds and bird dogs. Tell us a little bit about your elk hunting. So, you know, the, the cool thing I love about elk hunting is, and my wife will say this, like the only thing that I enjoy more than bird dogging is elk hunting. And it's only elk hunting with a bow. Like if it's not with a bow during September, during the rut, then, then I don't, I don't want to do it. Cause elk is fun until you kill one. And then they're a nightmare, you know, like, <laughs> um, so like last year, out. last year, my daughter drew a tag and we killed it. I mean, a really big bull. And I mean, he was six miles in and we had to pack him out. I mean, it was, I mean, it, oh, <laughs> Emery, I'm on a thing. Can you shut the door? Okay. I'm on a thing. Shut the door. Thank you. No, tr shut the door. Okay, that's Emery. Sorry, I didn't even no know that she that okay. she came in. But uh, no, so just in fact, her she's eight years old. I mean, she hunted for two and a half days with me on Saturday for uh, uh, for deer. And so, um, but yeah, all my daughter. I have three daughters. Hold on, I have three daughters. But yeah, so elk hunting is just uh, it's my passion. And but yeah, we got on just awesome bulls and. We see tons of elk and they bugle nonstop and it's just an absolute riot. Nice. So what's like a, what's like, like a, a day out there elk hunting look like? So I'm kind of different. Like a lot of guys and as I've got, I'm, so I'm 43. Um, and it used to be that I would just get up and I would just hike my ass off all day long. And I'd put 10 miles in, I'd be exhausted. I'd camp at the trailhead. And so now we've evolved. I mean, so it's all like backcountry. Uh, so now we're just, we're packing in. So normally I like to camp above the elk where I want to hunt because it's a lot of elk always run uphill and it's a lot easier to side hill and get above them and get in front of them to try to cut them off. And that's how I hunt. I just ambush basically is what I do. Um, and so, yeah, it's every morning we get up, try to be up about an hour before light. And then we'll just, I just walk around and listen. And then the bulls will be bugling. I'll bugle a couple of times, get them to answer me. And then once we locate some bulls, then we'll just move over and try to get, you know, hundred yards, 200 yards before the sun comes up. And then at that point, yeah, then you just sneak around. And if we can get one to call in, we call them in. If not, we're, you know, we're ambushing them. And then during the day, I just kind of will either sit like a wallow, but I don't have the patience to just sit there. So I'll usually go back and take a nap and then get up at four o'clock and then we'll be right back at it and just do that until you get lucky, but it's incredibly hard. I mean, it's, I could shoot like small bulls pretty much every year, but like, I'm trying, we try to kill like big Curb mature deer. bulls and it's just hard. I mean, they're, they're like us, you know, if you had a carload of girls in your in supermodels in your truck, I mean, you're not going to like pull over to fight some weirdo on the side of the road, right? Like you'll just, you just keep going. <laughs> and so, yeah. and, and that's what they do. You know I mean? He has no there's like no reason to like stick around and cause problems with you. So they just, they just run. But, and honestly, we always say this, like you're just looking for that one elk to catch him at the right time in the right moment at the right opportunity, just to catch him to where he'll react or, but it, it's a right. I mean, it is absolutely. I mean, you'll be sitting in those pines and just bulls will just be screaming, just echoing through that. I mean, they're just, and sometimes when you get in there, when there's a cow in heat is when the bulls will go crazy and you'll hear 60, 70 bugles in an hour between seven Jesus or eight bulls Christ. and they're just going nuts. And, and then at that point, you're just trying to like get around and get in, get in on them. And sometimes they're just too many elk and then it's just too many eyes and too many noses. And, but, but no, elk hunting is, it's by far my, my favorite, my favorite thing to do. But it's like I said, it's only for like two weeks and then. Then it's gone, you know, and then you just wait for 
50 more weeks <laughs> for it, to, for it well, to come back, you know? But I'm buying so, my tag for next year. So, no, man, you know, I would love to have you guys. I got to go. I got to go buy a new bow now. So yeah. I have one. Perfect excuse, man. I need I need a year to shoot it. Christmas yeah. is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's I need to get good away. at it now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> is it is it tough being like locating when they're bugling that many are bugling like that to locate where the sound's actually coming from or oh, is it no, not echo that no. bad? They just move so much. That's what you just don't realize. In the country they're in, I mean, they don't they don't just stand in one spot. Like you know what I'm saying? So I mean they'll cover, they'll go through two drainages just in their daily just running around. So, I mean, a lot of times you're just chasing them and then that's just, it's so hard, you know, like, and then also, unfortunately, there's a lot of guys like, you know, everybody's trying to make a dime. So you have all these elk callers and elk podcast people and elk. So they're selling elk calls. So you got every Tom, Dick and Harry up there freaking bleating around on a call. And so it's just, they become call shy and they become educated and, you know, so we just, we honestly just try to find the gnarliest, hardest place to get to. Cause 90% 90% of the hunters are lazy and they're not getting oh, yeah. very far. They're not getting very far from the roads. And so we just try to find just places where we don't think people are going to be. We like to hunt during the week a lot and avoid the weekends because, you know, we can have canyons to ourselves, but, but no, it's no, it's not, it's never an issue finding bulls. It's an issue trying to kill one, you know, like yeah. having all the pieces come together and then the bulls just like, I mean, this year I got within 50 yards of a herd bull with his cows and he would just run past me, you know, at almost a full speed run chasing cows. And it's like, well, I mean, he won't stop, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I mean, just crashing through the trees right past me, 40 yards away. You just, hey, don't, you just let, let one arrow go. So yeah. Just, they just, they, right? don't, <laughs> they don't stop. And then next thing you know, he bugles again and he's 400 yards away, you know? And then you're like, oh, okay. Here we go. Chase and get after him again. So, so how'd you get, how'd you get started with, uh, with elk hunting? Did you, I just, just when you were younger? Yeah. Just my family, man. We just grew up hunting and, and so we'd spend all our time up chasing elk around in Utah, messing with them. And, um, but then I moved to Idaho and it's just, the opportunities are just so much better here. Like I can, I mean, I can just go to Walmart and buy a tag for $30 and have some of the best elk hunting. I've ever had in my life, you know? Yeah. So (laughs) any price is cheap. 30 bucks. Good freezer full of meat. Yeah. Oh yeah. License cost here in Iowa. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like $36 for, for an elk tag. So I don't even know what it, I don't even know what it costs anymore. It's probably went up. I have it on the app. So it auto renews every, every year. So I never am delinquent or don't have my tag. Yeah. See, I got screwed up in Idaho almost because I, I mean, in Utah, you have tags that go, your hunting license goes, uh, it's an annual tag. I guess when you, so count, no, so it's whenever you buy it, you get a year. Does that make sense? Yep. Idaho is January 1. So like January 4th rolls around, my buddy picks me up when I first moved up here and he's like, you know, we're unloading dogs, getting ready to hunt. He's like, you got your license, right? I'm like, oh yeah, I bought it in, uh in uh, March. <laughs> and he's like, so then I had to go back and get service and buy it, you know, and buy it, um, and download it. Cause I was going to go wander around whacking birds with no license. Cause I had no idea that, <laughs> that, uh, that it expires, but, but no big game's fun, man. And I love it. And it keeps me, you know, but now it's done. And so we're just, I got a big deer hunt in Colorado. I'm going on next week. And then after that, when I get back, it's just, it's nonstop bird hunting till February. So yeah, what do you what do you mainly chase for birds out in Idaho? So you know we have sharp tail, which is open right now, and so I hunt a little bit of sharp tails. I kind of I have a kind of a soft spot in my heart for sharpies because I I when I was field trialing, that's what we trained on, right? Yep. And so I didn't want to shoot them because and and I still feel that way because they if you're like in Montana or the Dakotas or something and you've got just miles and miles and miles of habitat for them right um but in idaho it's like these little islands of habitat does that make sense yep and so you'll have like one little valley that has 90 percent of the sharp tails and so and then these guys will just come up and you know the limits to a day and you got guys that'll go out there and just whack two sharpies every day off the side of the road you know and it's like and i just feel bad i mean because they're like an iconic native grouse right and it's like if you want to just go 
whack a bunch of birds, man. Like go shoot a bunch of chuckers or quail or hunts that are, <laughs> yeah. that are on every square inch Idaho and they're non and they're non-native and there's millions of them, you know, but we don't but, even like hunting our, like we have private ground that has, is loaded with pheasants around here. Yeah. Most we hunted is twice a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, that's it. I've and shot. We don't want to take birds off it like yeah. so much. Like, well, and sharp tails are different. Like they they can live a while. Like a chucker. I mean, an average lifespan of a ch- wild chucker and a hunt is like barely a year, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, and that's why we get to hunt them for like nine, seven months out of the year. They we we don't affect their populations, but sharp tails, you know, I mean, they can they can live years, and so it's like I just feel bad. So I mean, but but really, I mean, we hunt. I hunt western birds because my dogs. Like when you talk about pheasants. You know, I went with, a. I mean, there's a guy that you guys actually had him on in Kansas. I went out and hunted pheasants with him, um, uh, Gary Shaw. And I mean, I cut my dogs loose on his place. And it's like, I mean, it's like cutting, a, trying to drive a Formula One racing car and a go-kart <laughs> track, right? I mean, there's pheasants flying everywhere, you know, and my dog's running a thousand miles an hour down the ditch. And, and I'm like, wow, this is futile but you know but hunting western birds like chuckers and huns i mean my dogs just they thrive and they excel in that you know and so it's so i normally just hunt the birds in the country that are more conducive to my dogs but there's a kind of a saying that i have with my friends and, and 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 i say there's there's bird hunters and there's bird doggers and it's hard to be both does that make sense like there's people that are just bird killers and they don't like, it's just the dog work doesn't matter. It's Covey runs yep. across the road. They bail out, hammer them all. Right. I mean, it's yep. like, yep. and there's nothing wrong with that. Does that make sense? There's nothing, yep. but it's like, we're like, we're bird doggers, right? Like, I mean, when we talk with our friends, it's like, Hey, how'd you do? It's like, well, we had eight fines, not, not, we killed six birds. Right. It's, it's all about the dogs. And if I honestly didn't have dogs, I don't even know if I would bird hunt all that much, you know, and I got back from South Dakota last year and that was my very first experience hunting like real pheasant country. Yep. And, and I was like, honestly, like disappointed, you know, like <laughs> I was like, this is not even remotely. I mean, everybody's just driving around cause it's all private and you can hunt the roads, the ditches. Yep. And that's all everybody's doing is just, driving around a pheasant runs across the road some dude dumps his dog out and runs up shoots pheasant and throw the dog back in the truck i mean we killed god dude i mean a lot of birds and like three of them were pointed you know (laughs) but it's fed but i know pheasants are a little different when it comes to 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 pointing problem with south dakota like that we're finding out um so we actually have some private ground there too but right around these private lands there's a ton of game farms. Oh yeah. And these yeah. game farms, like they release thousands. Oh, exactly. Like, you, if you drive by at six 30 in the morning and the sun's coming up, you're watching these, you're watching 50, 60 birds just come up at one time yeah. and they just keep coming up and it's crazy. Um, so, we drove. And how many people go out there thinking they're shooting wild pheasants? Oh, yeah. all of them. <laughs> we literally drove by. So this, this one place we have, we drove it's the place we have we have to drive by it and then it's down the road a ways yeah it's a few miles away it's uh like so it's a four four-way intersection take a left and the where they have the pheasants and uh whatnot is like on this corner of it and they have a uh tree line and there's bird like there's pheasants in their yard constantly because they always release you know (laughs) So we were driving by and these hunters, I don't know if they paid for, you know, they're paid Had hunters or whatnot. They're standing in this in tree person's line. front yard, basically. <laughs> Shooting birds. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for birds to come out. It's yeah, like, I know. To me, that's just like, how is that? But the funny thing hunting? is my dad, because he grew up in Southern Utah, that's how they hunted. They drove yeah. around yeah. until you saw a pheasant and then they jump out and go flush and shoot it. And so he's on like, my dad's on like cloud nine. I loved it, man. Cause I mean, I was there with my dad and my brother. And so that was what yep. I loved. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, God, man, I tried to cut Mike loose and he's like six farmer fields over. Like, I'm <laughs> like, this is dude, this is a, like, I might should have just left him home, you know, but like, yeah, but no, it was, but I mean, I, you know, I hunted Kansas last year, South Dakota, Montana, uh, Idaho, Utah. Um, but I, I mean, normally I, 
you know, it's not about kill. I, I want to hunt birds the way I want to hunt birds. And it's not necessarily to kill a bird. Does that make sense? Like, it's yep. not like I avoid a lot of places that I hunt because I just know it's like really thick. Um, and I just don't like hunting that kind of stuff. So I just have my spots and my parts of the, the state that I like to hunt that are more conducive to big running dogs. And, and that's, and that's how I like to do it. So yeah. and that's, but outside of, uh, outside of Idaho, which state do you enjoy the most chasing birds? So, I mean, I grew up in Utah chasing chuckers and Utah is a pretty under the radar state, but it's, uh, it's so, it's so steep. Like it's traditional chucker country. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. like I kill chuckers on flat ground here in Idaho all the time, constantly. Um, <laughs> and, and in Utah, it's like, I mean, I got to hike mountains. I was down there hunting with a buddy, this last week of in February, the last of the hunt, man, I was dying. Like, I'm like, I'm not used to, but you know, the, the cool part that I have hunted, I've been to Montana a couple of times and, and that is a pretty like iconic, you know, like just yep. that prairie, like big running country. Like, so I really did love Montana we're going to Arizona this year. And so that's, you know, but I don't Some like desert quail. So yeah, we're going to go chase. We're not going to go do the Merns, but we're going to go chase quail, but it's just, once again, it's the cactus. It's just like all that. It's just, there's always something, right? There's always something that rattlesnakes, like, cactus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, and we went to New Mexico a couple of years ago when the scalies were just insane. And I mean, and it was just constantly fighting those stupid sambers and just, Oh uh, dude, those things know. are the freaking worst. Yeah. And it's hard to get good dog work on birds that just run, man. Like, I mean, those stupid skellies, I mean, it's just like, they just, and there's no rhyme or re. I mean, I was, my dog was on point and I come up with this little sand dune and Sadie's on point and there's quell just running in all directions. Like, <laughs> Does that make sense? I mean, there's yeah. some running at her away from her to the left, to the right. <laughs> and she just standing there like looking at him and her tail's down wagging. I'm like, I mean, it's just, she just never they like, know what to do. They never experienced that before. Yeah. And that's one thing I like about hunting a lot of different areas is because, you know, if all you do is hunt a dog on pheasants, he's going to get really good at pheasants, you know, but if oh, he yeah. doesn't do anything else, he's not, you know, so that's why I try to hunt him on chuckers, hunts, quail, pheasants, sharpies. I mean, get them to the point where, but out of all those birds, though, the one bird that I consistently see that is the hardest for dogs to point and get figured out for some weird reason are sharptails. Like, I mean, I've seen in sage grouse, sharptails and sage grouse. I've got a buddy's dog who will not point a sage grouse, will <laughs> not point a sage grouse. And when they get up, she just acts like she just thinks they're like a, like a trash bird. And in fact, <laughs> American Field in the judge's rule books in American Field, it says that fines on sage grouse should be disregarded <laughs> like, really no yeah. like I wonder why that is it's just people like yeah i mean it's just sage grouse are just like weird like i mean i've had i've had my pointer when we were trained when we first moved up here he was pointing flagging pointing flagging and i'm watching him and i'm like guys he pointed a badger a freaking porcupine or something and and then all of a sudden he takes like five steps and like 30 sharp tails get up like 10 feet in front of him and i'm like how the hell are you sitting there flagging like you don't know something's in front of you when there's like 30 of them, you know, not yeah. like, not like one, but, but then eventually they, you know, they start to do it, but yeah, I mean, it's, but in reality, I do like chuckers probably the best because they're really, they live in just kind of going back to elk hunting. They live in unforgiving territory and it weeds a lot of people out, you know? Like, oh Yeah. If there's a little pheasant, if there's a ditch line with pheasants, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry's going to be hunting. They know it. Yeah. They all know it. But you look at a big chucker hill, there's not a lot of guys that are going to go. In fact, I talked to the, the director for the Utah Chucker Foundation a couple of years ago. They did a survey. The average chucker hunter in Utah spent one day and killed one chucker. The average. <laughs> that was average. Couldn't handle any, yeah. any more days. That was, that was it. Yeah. Like one chucker, less than one chucker, less than one day. That was the Jeez. So it is yeah. funny because every chucker hunter we've talked to, it talks about how extreme it is. Oh, yep. it's, it's exhausting, man. Like, and I do it different too. Like, so I, you know, and we, I fight with a bunch of buddies about this all the time. Like, so we do, we rotate dogs. So I don't like to leave a dog on the ground for longer than two and a half hours at the most. Yep. Um, so most of what we do is 
I just have loops. So I, we have loop, you know, we run a dog here for two and a half hours and we end up back at the truck. And then we throw that dog in, get a new dog out, make another loop, throw that dog in. And so we'll do two or three loops a day. And it's not about limits. I mean, it's about dogs. I mean, if we're done, if at the end of the day, we ran our three dogs and we killed four birds, then that's a good that's day. Where we're at. That's where we're at. You know, like yeah. we're not, we're not there to, uh, but, it, and the reason is, is I want a dog that is going as hard as he can the entire time he's on the ground. You know, yep. like I don't want him pacing himself. I don't want him trotting around. I don't want him lallygag. I mean, I want him going as hard as he can for the two and a half hours. And I mean, in good country, I mean, we'll have dogs that'll average 12 to 14 miles an hour for two, two and a half hours. And so, and, but the problem That's is impressive. too, is the problem is if you have a dog that you hunt seven, eight hours in a row, then when you drop them on the ground, then they, you know, it's like us, if you're running a marathon, you don't take off on a dead sprint. Um, I usually come out hot on all workouts. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like dogs are the same way. They know they're like, man, I'm going to be on the ground all day, you know? So I'm going to, I'm going to trot around here and just kind of pace myself. And, 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 and we want them just, I want them just going balls to the wall. Yeah. I'm coming up to that uh, problem starting this year. I just got a, I have a, he just was turned five months this past Sunday. So I have a poodle pointer. Nice. And then I have a black lab who's eight and a half, who's tried and true and solid as can be. And, you know, um, I'm going to send uh, my poodle pointer off to a trainer here. And he said, don't run them together. So I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, I would a little bit I'd ex- highly recommend yeah. not running them together. So we're going to so. be experimenting on, you know, how thick's the cover we'll run diesel, my old, my lab in the thicker yeah. cover and jet in the less thick cover. And so, just- you know, I've, I've been around one poodle pointer and it, you know, cause obviously, you know, they're, they don't have the range that like a pointer does or a, a short hair. Yeah. But, no, he's like, probably, they say about a hundred yards, I think yeah, 150. But, man, this one there. that we had, I mean, he was like, cause my pointer did not want to retrieve. He wouldn't even pick a bird up. I think he retrieved one bird in 13 years. And, um, so the pewter pointer would just, whenever we hunted Woody, we'd hunt with Rocky because yeah. Rocky's a retrieving machine. And Jet so is, Jet is we too. just He's shoot crazy him. Well, I mean, Woody just point him. And once you shot it, he could, he could care less at that point. And then Rocky would retrieve him. And then we'd just go on to the next, you know, go on yeah. to the next one. So yeah, Jet's, uh, he's, he's already retrieving to hand. Uh, so I've hunted him, not hunted him. I guess I got him on birds. I got him on some chucker and I got him on some pigeons and a few quail and he will retrieve it right to my hand. Well, I would imagine where you're at, if you're hunting a lot of like pheasant country and stuff, that would be a really, really good breed to yeah and that's that's, you know you know 90% of what we hunt besides when we you know we're going to go to Kansas this year and we were in Wyoming earlier this year but I mean were you sage grouse in Wyoming yeah yeah Yeah. see I wish they pushed that hunt back because I mean you shoot those summer birds and they don't they just have pin feathers and I mean you should see these ones we flush out here in December I mean they look like a freaking turkey dude like they are so feathered up you know like yeah and i'm always like man why don't we let them hunt us hunt them in december when they're like freaking cool looking you know like just giant bomber birds instead of these like geriatric looking birds (laughs) (laughs) they are it's like the first one we shot is kind of like like that's it half half the feathers fell out when the dog brought it back you know it's like Like, it's really not that pretty of a bird at all <laughs> oh yeah when these boomers get up these bombers get up here in, in december i mean they're huge and they look awesome you know like they're just yeah. these giant, giant yeah, birds we got a couple of big birds there and they they were a lot bigger than i thought they would be yeah they're big yeah so yeah yeah unfortunately like you said we <clears throat> talked to a guy that potentially could mount them and he's like yeah there's full of pin feathers makes it almost yeah impossible terrible. to do they changed the rules here. I was going to look, I think we can hunt them now till like the end of October here in Idaho, but I, I, you know, I haven't, you know, I just, they're so far down my list of things to go shoot, but, but we do run into them. It was, pretty, yeah, it was pretty... a, you know, it was a bucket list bird. Oh, absolutely. For us, yeah. And we, we got her done. We, Tyler and I each got one and everybody in our group ended up getting, getting one. So that was, that was great. Yeah. Now we can check that one off and yeah. be done with it. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> We'll see how, we'll see how Kansas goes with <laughs> Kansas, you know, uh, that droughts from what I've been reading, it's pretty gnarly this year. So yeah. oh, but you should yeah. see the, the, the rivers, like there's no rivers. Oh left. yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Just all sand. I know. 
It's nuts. We actually had a really good winter and a really good spring. So we're, I mean, we've been in a 10 year drought or whatever, but I mean, it's pretty bird numbers are looking really, really good. So we're excited. So they're hanging a lot of fields up here. Um, yeah, that's terrible. I, I guess a few weeks back they were not right now. They're not so much that I've seen anyway. Yeah. So I know I have a buddy who has like three spots. Uh, Justin, Tyler, yep. I'm talking about all, all his good spots are gone. What are you going to do? He's like, shit, I don't know. I'm going to go ask for some more permission somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that sucks. <laughs> What, uh, what trips you got coming up this year? So for birds. So yeah, yeah. we're going, uh, so we try to do, we kind of do like, I, I put together a guide trip every year. So we did Nebraska a couple years ago, which was gangbuster. We did Montana two years ago. We did, uh, Oregon last year. So this year we'll, we'll do a bunch of like two or three day trips here in Idaho, but then we're going to Arizona and okay. then we'll probably go once or twice to Oregon. And so um, but just, yeah, just, those are probably the ones and it's just, you know, most of the time we try to go hunt birds when we do our trips that we don't get a hunt normally, but then like my, I just don't have a lot of fun cause my dogs are just not, you know, I mean, Mike's on point chasing pheasants, like 400 yards away. Yeah. And it's just, it's just futile, you know, like yeah. it's just doesn't work. I mean, we kill birds, but it's like we just not near as successful as we would be. So this year I'm like, we're, we're planning trips to go to places that are going to be more conducive to how our dogs hunt and how they operate, you know? Yeah. So what, what, what birds in Oregon? There you go. So after. mainly chuckers and huns is what we, is what we hunt nice. out there. So, okay. but it's just giant, giant rim rock country that you can just go for miles and miles and miles. Yeah. I mean, it's all public land. I mean, that's the thing I feel bad for you guys is, I mean, oh. you know, I see people ask questions. They're like, Hey, I'm coming to Idaho, you know, just worried about access. I'm like, geez, man. <laughs> like you can, <laughs> I mean, Walk I, all day oh, for, a week. Go for months, dude, and not yeah. even remotely scratch the surface, you know? So here you, here we struggle with public access here. It's yeah. there's starting to get we more have, areas, but it's just, and then it probably gets hammered, you know, like when oh, you yeah. find a good spot, like Tyler and I, we found, Oh God. It was a few years back. I don't remember if you had your dogs there or not, Tyler. But anyway. Uh, not we, that year, no. We showed up. Um, and, man, people were pulling in behind us and, like, wanting to hunt with us on this oh, property. Yeah. And we're like, no. It's 80 it was only It was 80 acres. acres. I'm like, no, we can cover this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, hunt, you guys hunt one half, we'll hunt the other. I'm like, no. Yeah. So then finally we get them to leave. And then we – I don't even remember how many birds we got. Well, but we got was... quite, quite a few birds out of that that day. And you saw – I mean, we probably saw – 67 yeah. birds i would say pheasants out of the, yeah yeah out of this one field and man you come back and there was somebody there every time and there's almost paths just walk through it <laughs> yeah and you couldn't even you drove your truck and you could sit there and door would close or something and birds just flying oh, out yeah they're gone so we I mean, I don't even, even we don't even hunt week. anymore dude we've had yeah. places like good places here where i'll show up like it'll snow i'll show up and hunt it first tracks in come back like a month later and still my tracks are like the only tracks like that's crazy that are there you know like it's just yeah i mean when we first moved up here the best day we had between two groups of guys we had 47 fines in one day between oh, wow. two groups uh that's and the impressive. huns were just so we had a bad winter in 2016 and for some reason it just absolutely hammered the chuckers but the hun numbers exploded like they were just insane like i don't i don't know why but the the hun numbers and the chuckers are slowly coming back but for like two or three years man 95 percent of our bird contacts were uh huns. were huns, were huns. <laughs> so we're starting to get some more huns in iowa like north centralish northeast yeah. a little bit we're hearing about a lot of people seeing them up there. So hopefully we can get on some this year. They're fun birds, man. Oh, they're pretty yeah. honest. I call they're kind of honest birds. Like they don't chuckers run. Um, but, but huns are pretty honest. Like they don't, they don't usually, in my experience, we get them yep. pointed, we get them pointed pretty easy. So, but, nice. but yeah, no, it's, yeah, we have some fun trips planned and the bird numbers look good. So we're excited. So. When are you coming to Iowa to hunt? Dude, just waiting for the invite, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. 
Anytime. Well, I'm gonna whack a whitetail and. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he gonna come for upland or for deer? Uh, we better do yeah. whitetail. You'll enjoy that. Yeah, one, you'll probably. love when I cut Mike loose on your 80 acres and he flushes 60 oh, birds out while we're sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 yeah, he'd be like, "Well, this is awesome." So. Yeah. But, 10 minutes and he's done hey, it's a good day if you're seeing birds right yeah and there is something iconic about like a rooster flushing it is like there is there's nothing nothing that comes close to that sound and that just like you and know we were in, we were in south dakota it. we were hunting like the only piece of public land we found and my dog went on point me and my brother walked up and a great big wild rooster came gobbling out or whatever the hell they do and cackling yep. and and I blew both barrels. I'm a terrible shot, but I blew both barrels and my yeah. brother shot. Are you twice. Oh, related or what? <laughs> Dude, I'm the worst yeah. shot. No, ever. look at his like... look, look at his shot cam videos he posts. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. So when I switched over to an over and under, I actually finally like took my time. Like if I concentrate, I'm a good shot. But I took my auto and I was like, oh my God, dude. I was like, first off, this was like last year when nobody could find 20 gauges. And I went on one walk and shot 25 shells and killed like two birds. And I'm like, dude, I can't take my gun anymore. I don't have enough shells to like last till the end of the season. Yeah, that does sound like Tyler. Oh, I'm going to leave my auto at the truck, dude, because I'm Bullshit. running out of bullets. Why did you save the beginning of this year? I think I shot 25 shells and only got two dove or something like no, that. No, I shot <laughs> fucking 50, 50 shells and I got 10 dove. Yeah, same, same ratio, basically. <laughs> 20. Dude, that's like my nephews. We were in South Dakota. A rooster would get up, and they would shoot five or whatever. They would empty their autos every single time. And it's like 100 yards away, and they're still over there just <laughs> banging away. I'm Pop like, shots. you guys, dude. I'm like, I'm glad your dad's the one buying <laughs> buying the shells, dude, because I wouldn't buy them if that's how we're, how we're operating. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, this, this year has been a rough shooting year for me, unfortunately. <laughs> Most years are, so he's used to it. Last year was pretty good, though. Yeah, last year, last year I was looking looking halfway decent. You're probably like me. I'll have like one hunt where I'm just like freaking stone cold killer, and then I'm all excited, and yeah. then like then I'll come crash down to. It's we had one where we still laugh about it. Me and my buddy, we had like, I mean, multiple cubbies of chuckers that were holding to like ten feet, and we would shoot both barrels and like not even kill one bird, and we did it like four or five times, like just like, geez, man, like can't even. <laughs> Like there's a point to where it's almost getting a little bit ridiculous, you know, but, oh yeah, but it's still fun. So. I mean, there's times where I shoot and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there was no BBs in that, in that <laughs> shell because <laughs> but it's embarrassing. I blame it on the shells. I'm like, Oh, those are the Walmart ones. Those aren't my good ones. That's, that's why I'm not here. I wish so. I could do that. I don't have that. Excuse. Honestly, like could be, so we ended up, and I don't have it anymore, but I had an SX420 gauge that I thought was going to be awesome. And I took that, and I couldn't hit shit with that gun. <laughs> That's Dude, the I first time like I've too. never seen you not hit shit. Yeah, I mean, normally I'm pretty, pretty good. I'm pretty good shot. And yeah. I couldn't. I went out with my lab, and he like, he, I would call him a pointing lab. He points, um, pointed on three fucking roosters, like within 45 minutes and i missed all three of them <laughs> i went back to the truck and threw the gun in my truck got out my 12 gauge drove to another piece of property he comes up points a uh, covey of quail get up i shoot three of them and i'm like how i can shoot three know, quail dude. and i cannot <laughs> shoot i could not hit that rooster with this gun literally just switch guns and a rooster should be like the easiest bird yeah, to i mean shoot. i mean, they're I mean giant, it's getting up, you know yeah. yeah 20 yards from me 15 yeah. yards from me and it's you know I was just, I, I don't know. It was apparently the drop of the gun or something, but I could not shoot that gun. Oh, I always man. get screwed with chuckers because you always have like the sentry bird or the one bird that gets up first. And it'll usually get up a little bit farther away because it's, it's kind of watching. Yep. And then that's the one I shoot my first barrel at. And then the rest of them take off. And then, or I shoot two barrels at the one bird and then the whole covey takes off and then <laughs> I'm out of bullets and, uh, or shells. And then it's like, but but it's fun. Like it's, it's fun to shoot and it's fun to, to kill birds, but yeah, it's, I've been there. I've been frustrated. So what do you, uh, obviously you're walking like a lot of mountainsides. What do you have for boots? So I'm a mountaineering boot guy. I don't really, I'm not brand specific, but mountaineering boots. So crispy, Loa, Handwag, uh, Zamberlin, those ones. And that's okay. right. Right now I wear a pair of a solos, but I have like kind of bad ankles. Uh, and so I wear, 
like the mid, not like the way high ones, but like the mid ones. Yep. Um, but I have to have, yeah, mountaineering boot with like a three quarter shank. Cause I mean, that's the thing I don't get. I see people be like, I have a pair of Danners I'm on my 12th season. I'm like, how the hell do you have 12 season? Like I can't even get, well, they probably only walk like one weekend. Yeah, I can't even get two seasons out of mine between elk hunting, deer hunting and bird hunting. If you're like, if you're like I'll people wear... in Iowa, they call themselves deer hunters and they hunt oh, shotgun yeah. two weeks, two days out of the year. <laughs> I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big deer hunter. Oh, oh yeah. You're a big, you're yeah. a big partier. Yeah, exactly. You're not a hunter. You're <laughs> yeah. not a hunter. You're just, uh... <laughs> we always say this. I'm always like 95% of hunters. And I'm, and I hate to say this, but I feel like 95% of hunters are like almost like borderline, just like slops, you know, like, Oh yeah. Like, when I see them, they're just drunk trash, you know, like yep. ground pound and stuff off the side of the road. And, and it's like, but then there's that, you know, the hardcore guys that get after it, which I, you know, which obviously represent a very small fraction of the, you know, people like you guys who are passionate. Like, I mean, that's the thing, like, I mean, it's I'm crazy. Sick. So like when we were in Wyoming to talk about like, ground and you know just yeah. just pound pound to the pavement i know it's not pavement pound on the dirt whatever and just walking when we were out in wyoming it said from our gps that we were 1.5 miles from our truck when we got back to our truck we walked 11 and a half miles so that's oh, what yeah. my oh, that's oh, yeah. according that's the amount of steps yeah. i took yeah if you're looking at it that way i don't know the exact you know but amount of steps we took was 11 and a half miles and that was just one hunt oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I was in Sportsman's Warehouse last year and this guy's talking to my other buddy, you know, a, a field trial judge that I know. And he's like, yeah, sharp tails, man. Me and my son were driving up and there was a whole bunch on the side of the road. We just jump out and shot four of them. It was awesome. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know? I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, that's terrible, dude. Like that bird deserves better than yes. to just have some guy jump out and freaking ground pound for like iconic, like, native grouse just shoot them on the side of the road on the ground i'm like whatever dude i mean but i mean it's as long as it's and my thoughts are dude, I, I we argue about this i'm like dude as long as it's legal i have a hard time you know what i'm saying like i have a hard time like yep. applying my ethics to other people does that make sense like that's yep. the hard part like yeah. it's like you know as long as you're legally doing it and you're safe and you're being safe then that's fine you know but absolutely it is a little bit hard sometimes where i'm like geez man you know like but that's why they have limits and licenses and seasons. And so yep. I'm, I'm hoping they take that kind of stuff into account. So, yeah. But, unfortunately, everybody has their, their own hunting style. And Oh yeah. And I'm very opinionated if you haven't noticed, but it's like, <laughs> and, uh, and, and gonna offend us. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, I mean, people do get offended by kind of stuff I say, and, and it's just, it's just, you know, I, I've been, you know, I've been doing it for, for, for 20 years and, and I've been around so, and, and that's the one thing, a lot of people give field trials a hard, a hard knock, but like, I mean, for example, you know, you have your lab, you have your poodle pointer. I mean, realistically, how many dogs have you guys seen in your lives? Like actually seen like, and hunted with like, I would say enough to where you could tell what kind of dog it was. Yeah. Yep. How many? I mean, I would say if I've hunted with 15 yeah. maybe other dogs total in yeah. my life yeah and so you, know, you have guys we, where had, you we got... had nine we had nine out in wyoming so yeah. take take mine out we had eight so that was eight dog, different yeah. dogs i hunted over yeah so it's like i mean i talked to guys where they've got two or three buddies they've each owned two or three dogs for 10 years and so they've seen six dogs does that make sense yep. and yeah. so you know and then and that's why i like about field trials because i mean i'll go to montana go to a field trial ride horseback and i'll see I'll see 60 dogs, you know, like on the ground. And then I go to another trial in Idaho and I see, so, I mean, throughout the years, I mean, you get to see just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dogs. And it's, and it's awesome to be able to look at different breeds and different personalities and different traits and different lines. And, you know, and so, and that's one thing that I, I feel like with field trialing is it's, you know, it's, it's allowed me to like see, and I've had success in field trials. I've been fortunate. Um, uh, there's a lot of people that have had a lot more success than me. But, but yeah, I mean, it just goes back to, you know, there's bird doggers and bird hunters and it's, yep. it's not wrong or right. It's not wrong. But I also have guys who are like, man, my dog won't point. He's flushing birds. And I'm like, well, you shooting the birds. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, the so dog is, the, the dog is getting a, a reward in his mind. Does that make sense? Yep. And, and then this behavior is being, you know, uh, 
is being rewarded. And so he's going to continue to do that. I'm like, well, you're just going to have to stop shooting birds that he's not pointing if you want him to become a reliable bird dog. Right. And so then I'm like, you know, you got to become, are you a bird hunter? Yeah. Are you a bird dogger? You got to decide like, you know, that's a good way to put that. Especially when they're young, you know, like when they're young dogs, you got to decide, am I a bird hunter or, you know, and I had a guy like a buddy I used to hunt with and my dog was on point and he's a young dog and he was starting to do it right. And I'm like, you know, so we have like young dogs and old dogs. Those are our like road covey dogs. Does that make sense? Like covey will run across the road and we'll hurry and get the eight month old dog out and slap a collar on him. And we just know where there's, you know, it's a good opportunity for bird contact. Yeah, exactly. And so I cut him out and he runs out and goes on point. And I'm telling my buddy, I'm like, hey, man, get your gun, get your gun, get your gun. And he's trying to give me my gun so that I can go like shoot a bird, dude. And I'm like, dude, I don't care about <laughs> shooting a bird, man. Like I'm here like trying to, yeah. I'm running my dog here. Like he's doing it right. Like I'm trying to help him do it right. And I need you to get in there and shoot a bird. Like, but in his mind, it's like, well, if we don't all kill birds, then we're not like, being successful. being successful does that make yep. sense and i'm like well that's just so and you see it on people they're like you know how do you gauge a successful hunt and a lot of people are like well man i gotta kill birds and to me i mean i just want my dogs to point birds whether yep. i kill one or i kill a limit as long as we're pointing birds then i consider that a, a, a successful a successful outing so i don't think uh i don't think social media has helped the uh aspect of what people think a successful hunt oh i agree is oh i gotta have that full tailgate of birds or that pile of geese or well then the thing is when you you hear about it i know people who post pictures and i'm like man if people knew the real backstory of that does that make sense i'm like i'm like i'm like i know that those dudes like shot those off the side of the road because a covey of chuckers ran across the road and they jumped out and shot half the covey right like yeah and then it's uh, social media is not what happened but what was perceived to have happened does that make yeah, sense it's absolutely. like it's usually it's the like, good yeah except exactly. for me i i post my misses it's it's the bad yeah well dude, that's why more i like of those, I mean, more of those on instagram yeah. than there are, <laughs> yeah. are and that's successes. my goal this year too like i got a new camera and so like you know and that's what we're going to focus on this year is we're going to try to make some pretty good videos and and get yeah. some good acts like some good good wild bird dog action and just you know so people can you know, can see really how it, how it, how it happens, you know? Yep. So, but yeah, it's, it's tough to get like really good video, oh, you know? And, I mean, I got, I carry, carry a GoPro, but you know, it's, you can't really see the dogs working that well. And yeah. It, you know, That's the only cause... thing about a GoPro is they're so like wide angle yeah something that's even 25 yards away looks like it's a mile exactly and yeah. so and we've we you know we used to shoot some video we're going to do a lot more this year i mean there are so many times where it's like you know if we have seven or eight bird contacts in a video we had to have like 25 bird contacts to get those eight because yeah. we set the camera up and then all of a sudden the covey gets up out of yeah. their they're off to the side and then we didn't get it or we're setting the camera up and the birds flush before. I mean, when you got wild late season birds that have been pressured, oh, yeah. I mean, they're not summer birds are easy, man. We, I mean, you can go a sharp tail, summer sharp tails. I mean, geez, in August, September, I mean, you can get really good video on those birds, but like, but yeah, late season, but yeah, that's a goal of ours this year too, is to, is to do a lot more, uh, just, you know, a lot more video yep. just to try to highlight the dogs and how they do it and stuff like yeah. that. So are you guys carrying a big camera? So, yeah. So we're starting with my company. I have a marketing company called Timberline Marketing, but we do a lot of social media stuff and we're doing more video. So I'm trying to kind of teach myself how to, so just a DSLR with like a nice yep. lens and a tripod. And yeah. usually what we'll do, we just rotate. So one guy just doesn't carry a gun, one high and he's running the yep. camera and then just kind of edit it all together and put it together. So it makes it easy. But that makes it yeah. nice. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. You, you know, it's hard. <laughs> so yeah. Wild birds don't cooperate. So. No. And then not. sometimes like, it's really hard when you're trying to hunt and, you know, take video and do all that. And then you get, then you're like, fuck, is it even worth carrying this stupid camera <laughs> with me anymore? Cause you start worrying about that. And, well, then, and then the best is they'll like, you'll post it and some guy's like, 
oh, your dog's tail's not very high. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or like, we get, because like the, like the camera angles are always so different than oh, the yeah. actual angle. Yeah. And like, you'll post it and people will be like, oh, I can't believe you shot that close to your yeah, to friend. Your dog oh my God, or your you friend. shot right over yeah. top of the dog. It's like, everybody's a critic we're not you know? an idiot so i know i had a dog he's like 11 man i won two runner-up wild championship placements bird dog championship placements on him uh, he's just a beast of a dog and but he's 11 and he's pointing these chuckers and his tail's like 10 o'clock and this guy's like oh dog doesn't have very much style and i'm like dude that dog is 11 years old yeah he was on point like 500 <laughs> yards away he's done that's this i'd say let's life. check out let's let me see your style i know and i'm just <laughs> like and that's another thing i'm like and that's what social media has done too is like you know half these dogs i'm like god dude you don't even know i mean for all you know that dog pointing a pigeon five feet in front of its face and that's why it's looking like the way it is is it's just it's all it's not what happened it's what was perceived yeah. to happen you know but but no, it is fun. Like it's, but it's hard. It is hard to get all that to work yeah. and come together. So I, it is. it's not, I like the, I mainly like the video just cause it's fun to go back and watch. And like, Oh yeah. For me, I'm a visual person yeah. like remembering stuff. So it's easier for me to go back and be like, Oh God, that hunt was fun. You know, we have you to be careful it. for like landmarks though. Like when I'm shooting, I've had, like, Oh yeah. Dude, I've had a couple of just bad ass like sequences, but then there's like a dominant, like, mountain range people will know exactly where and it I'm is i'm like freak man i can't even use this because people will know dude i got buddies that can if i send them a picture of something they can find it like they'll know they'll find it like easily and yeah. so like now every picture we post is like down a canyon or like in a side hill because it's like yep. oh yeah there's some burnt cedars well good luck finding this draw where there's burnt cedars you know like yeah, but I mean, I see people pull stuff in Utah where I grew up, and I'm like, dude, I know right where that's at, you know? Like, yep. <laughs> I mean, I know right where that guy's at, you know? Yep. So, but <clears throat> yeah, good old social media. Yeah, it's fun. Pros and cons. <laughs> so, yep. but awesome. Well, Josh, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Yeah, yeah thank really you. Appreciate thank it. You. Um, look forward to sitting on the yeah yeah let's do a swap man i'll come shoot a whitetail and you guys come shoot some elk yeah that'll work try to make that happen yeah thank you i appreciate it so awesome well you have a good rest of your night thank you sir